Welcome to the Italian Football Podcast with John Solano, Carlo Garganese and Nima Tuvali. Hello, good day, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Italian Football Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well on this Monday. Today, only Nima and myself. A lot to get to. Juve, Roma, they play later today. However, there was still a lot of action from yesterday. We have Milan dropping points to Atalanta. We have this guy from Georgia starring for Napoli that even the most uh, ardent of uh, Twitter experts who pretend they watch everybody in the, you know, the Macedonian fifth division, not even they know of this guy, Javicha Varachkelia. He is now up to three goals on the season to two match days. Very, very impressive, just like Napoli as a whole. We will be talking a lot about them. We also have Inter closing in on Lazio defender Acerbi. And then we also have Lecce making a transfer that you tend to only see in FIFA or football manager. Pulling one from their backsides that has to be up there with some of the most random transfers we have seen in Serie So, so much to get to. Let's get started. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, initially, we were going to start with Milan Atalanta, but I overruled mm. because we have to talk about uh, Napoli. Now, we have to preface this with yes, it's two match days. Yes, they have played the uh, opponent equivalent of, I don't know, uh, f- f- uh, like a five year old uh, <laughs> team. Because uh, Verona suck. I mean, the fact that they even allowed uh, Tudor to walk out the door. It's crazy. Punishable by death, which... You know. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's what we spoke about last week as well. It's like Seti is like literally deep, like he's, he's deconstructing what he's built up there for Incredible. years. And it's like he's preparing for Serie B. Um, and they, they've so had actually good things going on there, but he's no longer interested. But it seems that he, he's, he's, he's preparing for Serie B, but we'll, we'll get to head on. We'll, go, we'll get to head on. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're a, they're a crap side. Yeah. It's a you know, club from Veneto. Just <laughs> we, we we automatically assume they're crap go. anyway. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> we have to start with Napoli because, yes, we do. again, they, they have looked good. Verona, they suck. Monza. Monza is a good manager team. a whole other time. That's um, exactly like Stroppa. I think, he, he's yeah. entering the, 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 that list of, you know, yeah, manager Thailand Island managers we have who just get recycled. Uh, yeah, manager Island. Yeah. yeah. Manager. He's, they suck. However, <laughs> we Mr. have that Island. Man, we can call it Mr. Island. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I have to come clean because admittedly through two match days, Again, we can't overreact. However, mm. I expressed some very deep concerns about the way they were doing the market. However, since we last spoke, they finalized a deal for uh, the Nano Raspadori. Mm, and that is on top of Indombele. I Chorito. mean, <laughs> they Navas are... coming in. I mean, look, look this is as it's I interesting said, what they're doing here, man. No, and that's well, not even. I, by the way, I, I spent five minutes perfecting my pronunciation on this guy's... Look, uh, he put out a video. I don't understand why people are making it so difficult. He put out a video in English on Napoli's English uh, Twitter account saying... Well, people not li- uh, following Napoli's English Twitter account for obvious reasons. So well, they should because it's incredibly them. entertaining. Um, Nap- you follow Napoli on Twitter and Aurelio De Laurentiis for one thing and one thing only. Entertainment, which is guaranteed. And non-English anyway, as well. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he pronounces it Chvicha Kvaratschelia. That's him. That's according to him, not me. That's, you know, go to, go to, the, go to the Napoli English where he, he, there's a video of him saying it. Yes, I, uh, I just don't do the hard, uh, the hard K very <laughs> the well. He, yeah, the H sound. Yeah. As many of you know, I, I mean, that's a very, yeah, don't do we that. make a lot of sounds in Italian. <laughs> that, is, that is not one of them. <laughs> that is but not anyway, one. Uh, listen, three goals. Hmm. He bags a brace yesterday, 
and that is just on top of the overall play because listen i thought they would suffer i think Hmm. most of us thought they would suffer because you lose guys like koulibaly mertens insigne i mean it, it goes beyond what they do on the pitch you also have to consider the dressing room so on and so forth. My concern, my concern was only ever the dressing room, not the pitch, mm-hmm. because I think Insigne showed last season that he's peaked. I think Koulibaly, start, as I've said several times, I think he started to show signs of decline already last season. Um, as for Fabian Ruiz, wonderful player, but not the quickest. And Spalletti likes dynamic, quick midfielders. Um, and also, with Osimhen already there, um, Keylor Navas, even, although he's past his best, he's still way better than Alex Meret, and he will bring in the kind of winning routine and mentality that you lose when Koulibaly and, and leadership, that when you lose when Koulibaly and Insigne leave. Dries Mertens, of course, as well. I think this is, and I said it last week, and I keep saying it, this, I feel very comfortable in naming Krija Kvaratskhelia as my breakout player of the Serie A season. I feel very confident in saying that they're definitely finishing in the top four. And I feel absolutely confident that they are my dark horse to win the Serie A. They're not the favorites, that's mm-hmm. Milan Inter, but they are the dark horse because this is the most Spalletti-adapted team on paper that Luciano Spalletti has ever had. He has everything he wants in terms of quality on, on, in this squad. In At Roma, there were always something missing. I mean, he had to turn... Totti into a false nine. It turned out really well, but he it wasn't ideal. Now this no. is some pretty. This is something. Uh, this is insane. Depth they have. It's 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 literally every single player uh, is adapted to his to his football. I think Rahmani. I think Kim Min Jae will. You know, he scored a goal. He's he's a giant um, in the air, um, and he will adapt more and more. I think he he's shown that. You know, he it will take some time for him to, to adapt fully to the Serie A. Rahmani is so underrated, it's almost criminal. Um, and Dombele, this is last chance saloon. But look at Anguissa. Holy God. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've been on this train for a while um, because I know his agent pretty well. I, I, the fact that no top team besides Napoli in the Serie A made a concrete approach for this guy is criminal yeah. criminal no it's, it's, it's criminal. i mean it's absolutely crazy and and i mean look at what spalletti's done with lobotka and anguissa it's this man is you know we know that spalletti's not in terms of winner winning titles the the most decorated manager but when it comes to individual development of players he does not have many peers he does not have many masters he is absolutely fantastic he's he always does this he always has he always gets players to take the next step and he's done it throughout his career. And and now, if he can do that with Tangi and Dombele and get his head straight, well, then they have another world-class midfielder because we know the talent that Ndombele has is, is fantastic. I mean, Carlo was speaking about it last week. We were speaking about it last week. So, no, it's it's absolutely extraordinary um, what they're doing. And then, Hrycha Kvaratskhelia. I mean, he's already world-class. He's 21 years old. He's fairly one-footed. The composure and control in that first goal. You can that say Monza. Unbelievable. I mean, the, you, you can say that Monza, they're not really a team. They're 11 individuals. <laughs> they suck. Um, they, no, they, they I, suck. I think qualitatively they it's suck. a good squad. I think, no, I think qualitatively it's a good squad. I think they're just not managed well enough by someone, uh, but by, by Stroppa. I had my question marks going in, and now there's talk of him being sacked and De Zerbi being brought in, which I think would be a fantastic move. Oh, my gosh. Um, that would be, I mean, that's that's just, they should have done this already when they were promoted, when they won promotion to the Serie A, is well, my opinion. I mean, every club should have been looking at him. I mean, mm. he, I, I believe he yeah. announced in early June he wasn't yeah. going to return to, to Shakhtar for obvious reasons. Yeah, for obvious um, reasons, yeah. I, 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 and by the way, I, I find it so weird, unless I've missed something. Did you notice Pessina yeah. was collecting uh, splinters on his ass? He didn't even <laughs> he, he he didn't even play. Yeah. Um, no, it's strange. They, it's strange. Well, it's strange too. You have. But I, th- I think I think he's a dead man walking. Um, I think he's a dead man walking, and and I think he probably will be the first manager to go. But regardless, Fritschek Varatrelia, he 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 already at this young age, at this early part of his career, is 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 at world class level. The first goal, the composure, the intelligence, the timing, the technique, 
it's absolutely astonishing, incredible what he did. And then the second goal as well, he's, he looks fairly two-footed. He seems pretty strong in the air. His delivery is great. His technique is fantastic. Congratulations, Napoli. They've done it again, it seems. They found another player that they will sell within one to three years to a Real Madrid or a Man City or whichever oil state-backed blood money club Pep Guardiola is coaching at mm. the time. They'll sell him for another hundred million pounds and they'll find another another Lavezzi, another Hamshik, and so on and so forth. They always do this. And this is why I had them as a, as a, a definitely in the top four. And, uh, and I have them and, and as my dark horse doing the Serie A. And why I think that they, they will, they're going to be a handful for many teams. Because I think the top four in the Serie A is going to be tight as hell. But for me, Ra- Napoli are going to be there for sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Okay, let's move on to Milan, Atalanta. They draw. Yeah. Um, in terms of entertainment, um, well, it wasn't very open, was it? Uh, it was a very tactical game. But uh, I thought Milan yes. played well. I mean, if we start with the Milan perspective, they they played really well. I thought um, they there were two things tactically which I found really interesting because we spoke about it in our preview show. Okay. How are Milan going to handle the fact that teams are going to come prepared against Teo and Leao? Well, so far, what we've seen is that they've that Teo and Leao have started to cut in earlier down the pitch into the middle and try to go that way. And teams have successfully been able to stop them because uh, both, especially Leao, has been very underwhelming so far. Uh, which is to be expected given that he was so, you know, he's so good and you have to stop him and you have to double down on him and Teo because that left flank is unbelievable. So far, they've struggled a little bit, which is to be expected. I don't think we should draw too many conclusions from that. But it's interesting to see Milan's tactical um, reactions to how Gasperini and teams tried to stop them. I thought Origi was good when he came on. Um, he was interesting. Him and Giroud playing together was interesting. Um, the Ketteler was good for the first 10 minutes when he came on. Obviously, Gasperini is so intelligent tactically that he countered that pretty quickly and then neutralized him. Um, Milan are still a team in transition and growing. They're, they're two years, two and a half years into the project. They won the Scudetto, which was, you know, nobody kind of expected them or have favorite, had them as favorites to do it. And but, but they're still a team that's growing, which is pretty insane given that they're, you know, defending champions. But it's an interesting team. Um, and I like what I saw, and I thought Tonali just showed, Tonali and Benasser showed why. Benasser was good. I yeah. mean, they're so good together. They complement each other so damn well. It's, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise, I mean, it's far too soon to say, to make any of those comparisons, but, you know, the or, or, or even draw similarities. But, you know, we've seen some great midfield duos on Milan's midfield through the years, you know, in the 80s and 90s, and then you had Pirlo and Gattuso and, you know, you're kind of seeing some sort of hybrid version of that now. We're laying the 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 embryo of that, and it's they're, they're so, they complement each other so so well. Um, and that goal he scored—I mean, both goals I thought were both defenses falling asleep. Both teams that were defensively pretty okay and solid, but they just went to sleep for a second. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for Atalanta, you you know, you speak of Milan's midfield. I thought their mm. midfield was horrible. Colt Myers was unwatchable, in my opinion. I thought he played terribly. Malinowski, I cannot for the life of me understand why Atalanta would even be considering... I don't get it either. ...the idea of moving on from him. I don't... You know, the thing I always laugh at is, you know, we, we read all of these things of... Uh, listen, anytime you see a player who is uh, critical to Atalanta being linked with a move away and you start reading things that he's had a falling out with directors or, you know, supporters. <laughs> it's not that, okay? It's one man. It's Gasparini. It's Gasparini. It's and always it's, Gasparini. It's obvious Gasparini. I mean, that comment he made before the game about we want a player that can score more than six goals a season. And then Malinovsky right. comes out and, and does what he does. Um, but let's remember that Atalanta... They have to, I mean, usually they're a team that they're always very, you know, they balance their books. They have net spent quite a bit this summer, this year, this fiscal year, so to speak, this summer. So I think a sale is not, impo- you know, is, is not, you know, the, the most unbelievable idea ever. But 
it, it's it's but I don't think Malinovsky is the guy I would cash in on. I think the fact that they haven't cashed in on Zapata and Muriel, which is strange. They usually Muriel especially. Oh yeah. my god. What yeah. are they thinking? Yeah. I mean once the nah. potion wears off on that guy, whoof. Yeah, it's it's not you know, they're getting older and they're not getting better. I mean it's it's a clear that they're declared they're on a decline. And and that's not an easy thing for 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 Atalanta to you know you can't they they should have cashed in on them when they had the chance to and they didn't, um, but you know still I really liked Napoli uh, sorry I really liked Atalanta defensively I really did oh defensively very good Demiral and, I thought yeah, was well um, Demiral and, and and Jim City and Demiral and even even uh, Toloi for once yeah, was uh, Toloi was, is one of those guys you either really like him or you hate him he, to I don't me understand. he's just. He, to me, to me he's like wallpaper. Being... He's kind yeah. of just there. He he's not impressive one way or the other. He's like the you know when you walk into Nona's house in the kitchen, it's the same <laughs> wallpaper from 1965. It you know it, it doesn't, doesn't. But I really, really like me. these two young kids they brought on, or th- all three of them: Ocoli, Scalvini, and Lukman. Lukman is looking really good. Um, I really like the aggression and aggressive behavior or defending by Caleb Ocoli. I mean that is that they've got another one there. He really yeah. suits how they play, um, and and I think they're going to be a difficult team to break down. Uh, Atalanta this year, I don't think. Yeah, the, I mean the, the guy that I'm eager to see for them is Ederson, who yeah. came from Salernitana. I mean, it, this was one and of they those have, that... and and they've got Jeremy Boga, Brandon Sopin, yes. who they signed as well. I mean, together, with, I mean, there is offensive firepower there, uh, for sure. Um, I think I, I still don't think they'll finish in the top seven. I think this is a little bit of a transition year for them, but I think they're going to be a very difficult team to break down. Um, but yeah, so um, for me, it's it was I think a, a, a draw was the fairest result. I still had that feeling that Milan, where if anyone was going to win, it was Milan. But um, Atalanta stood, you know, with 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 you know stood out, you know, were managed to, to to weather the storm really well, which they've not been in the past. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of uh, not so difficult to break down, Inter, <laughs> they they beat Spezia. They win three to zero. Yeah. I mean, what, what I'm what not I, the thing for me is uh, for me I wanted to see I, I was kind of expecting this and it's not you know oh Nima you're an interista you're arrogant no because I I I didn't draw that many conclusions from preseason or the Lecce game because it was it was obvious if you know how preseason works these guys are really tired because they've been trained at the max for a couple of weeks and that's a really high level and there's a lot of you know they need to recover and they hadn't fully done that. And that pitch that they played on, the potato farm, you can't play football on that pitch. And I and I worry about how many injuries we're going to see by by players playing on that pitch. But regardless, you know, I had forgotten, by the way, that Spezia, that Thiago Mota left. I completely forgot about that. I like Gotti, Me even too. though he was the guy who, as we all remember, at the Udinese. He didn't want the job, but kept it. It was kind of as if he was, you know, uh, he was being held hostage by somebody. Although when you go to Udine, uh, that's generally how they, you know, have to keep people in the area anyway. But they they just, I don't know, man. They did not, um, they didn't put up much of a fight. They were, I mean, I thought Inter could have scored six or seven in that match, to be honest with you. No, they could. They could. Um, there's a couple of things that I take away from that game, and that is that I wanted to see an Inter that controlled the nar- controlled the game, controlled the proceedings, controlled the midfield, dictated the tempo, and imposed themselves. And I saw that. And I wanted to see Lukaku and Lautaro to see if that Lula link-up, how that's working. And it was fantastic. It's and you different... got your wish, Di Marco on the left. Yeah? Yes, Not I got to see Di Marco playing as a left wing back, which is his correct position. And he was outstanding. I mean, you saw, this is the thing though, when Di Marco is a player who has the very... Italian particular... off. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, that's a really good, that's a really good analogy. I think that's a really good... Very technical. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I really like that because his left foot is, he, he can pick out pinpoint passes and crosses. He's got a good shot on him. So I think Italian Kolarov is actually a really good shout. Um, and when you've got someone like Romelu Lukaku up there who can hold up the ball, who can score, who's really strong in the air, then Di Marco is much more useful to you than when you have 
you know, God bless Nono Jeko standing there who can't hold up, who likes to go down, drop in deep and build up play that way. I mean, he's a completely different player, even though he, he is pretty strong in the he's a tall guy, but it's a completely different animal as to when you have someone like Lukaku who can, who, who's much more complete and quicker and stronger and can hold yeah, up just the ball. get right into it with, you know, when, when Jekyll comes on, you have to do a lot of foreplay. You have to build it up, you know? <laughs> Jesus somebody made that comparison to me like two years ago Who did it, that? I, I don't want to out them but it was oh that's when fantastic. they said that when they were trying to compare tammy abraham to jekyll that was a comparison they that's made and fantastic. I, I didn't know if it was apt or not but clearly it is when you know it is it is he's much yeah. more you know lukaku's much more of a threat deeper and and towards goal than what um than, than, yeah. than what with, with, with lukaku you you know you can just get right into things there's no need but i have to say i have to say about. one thing though that i really really liked the most and that is lautaro is the star of the show this mm. isn't the old lula this isn't the, the guy old you said could not score 10 goals yeah no i did not say that but no what i look he's developed into the killer that i i, I didn't think i'm going to be completely honest i didn't think he would become the killer in the box that he's looking like he's becoming and he became towards the end of last season but this is a different lautaro and it's a different lula than we saw last time around last time around lukaku was the focal point he was the main man this time around it's lautaro and lukaku is okay with that you can see that he's completely okay with that um that he likes you know the, the first goal the assist that, that, th those are the kinds of stuff that Lautaro used to do for him the other way around when last time they played together. Now it's Lukaku doing it for him, and he seems completely content to do it. Um, and, and I think that's, um, that's interesting because um, I'm yet to decide on who I had as my capo canoniere. I don't think Lautaro will be capo canoniere, um, but I think, that, I think he will score more goals this season than he's ever done at Inter. And Inter, are, I mean, it's, it's pretty much an official target by Simone Inzaghi, that he wants to score 100 goals in the Serie A this season. Um, and and with those two up front, they can do that. And Denzel Dumfries, like I said, like I've said now for a long time, I mean, this guy, he, he's like another striker. He he plays like a striker. He's a wing back or a winger, but he's he's like a striker. Like, like mm. it's, it's just the, the, his strength, his physique, the way that he commands. Um, no, Inter, Inter are looking good. Inter are looking good. And, and I saw what I wanted to see against Spezia. It just every box was was marked. And as for Spezia themselves... They suck. Just no, I think suck. they're okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're a suck. lower mid-table side. I don't think they're no. going to be relegated, but I think they're going to be... I think they're going to... I think they look like a decent Serie A side, like lower bottom half. Like, what do you call it in Italy? You know, they have the two, because they put this table, like the left bracket and the right bracket. You know what I mean? They're yeah. a mid-table... And the, on the right-hand side, if you know what I mean, the, on the right yeah, bracket. The, the thing is, you know, we talk about how the top seven or eight hmm. is pretty deep this year. I, I think the bottom three to five are so bad. They are dreadful. Serie, uh, they are dreadful. It, you know, my my, uh, my boomer ass, you know, <laughs> even the, the, the discussion of going to 18 teams yeah. gives me a, a physical reaction that, results in uh, substances having to enter my body i generally don't <laughs> like it but then you know you watch some of these teams no, uh, i'm sorry in Monsai, you know congratulations for all of the spending you did but you still suck i uh, no but they're not a I team monsa's not a team and and that's stroppa's fault um i uh, i mean i could make the case that there's a few others that aren't exactly no, a team. I, I mean I, I still look at Sampdoria and i can't believe how this club is real um, and that's not even mentioning the fact that their president is uh, kind is, of almost maybe in jail yeah yes yeah and that's putting <laughs> it lightly that's putting it very very kindly <laughs> i mean it's crazy but um no i but but i, I like what spezia are i mean they i i i think it's 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 quite clear what they want to do they have a very clear model of how they want to work and then i just don't get why you ditch Tiago Molta, after all of those struggles, and clearly you 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 become comfortable under him. I, I never, I, I will never understand that. It, but it's I mean, no different it's, than what I mean, it's, the, second, it's the third year in a row. I mean, they had Vincenzo Italiano who brought them up. Um, then he had a very good season. I mean, that was a breakout season for Spezia and him. Then they leave. Then he leaves, and we everybody thought, okay, well, this is going to go to go to shit because Tiago Motta last time he was in the Serie A was absolutely dreadful. It went actually really well. They 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 performed above expectant expected 
And then this year they got Gotti, and 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 we we like him. I I like him. I I think this is a good good level club for him to to be at to show what he can do. Um, and and I think they'll be fine. I mean, they've done mm. some interesting. I mean, they've brought in experience. Um, they, I mean, Drongovski. Yeah, I, I, I like Dragowski. I like Drongovski. I like Kaldara. Um, I think Jok, I think Albini Ekdal, the Swedish guy, will will do well uh, when he's back from injury or fully fit. Um, I don't know about Daniel Maldini. Um, I, I <laughs> you know, no, but, I don't. But and I, I like you know Dimitris Nikolaou, who we interviewed last season. I like him. I like Kevin Agudelo. I like Simone Bastoni. I mean, Borabia, I think, is decent. So I think, that, like I said, I think they're a mid-table side on the right-hand bracket of the Serie A. If you, you know, if you know Italian media, you know that they put the Serie A not as one list, 1 to 20, but in two columns. And the left one is places 1 to 10, and the right one is 11 to 20. And I think they're going to be in the middle on the right-hand side. All right. Let's talk very quickly. Juve. Just a couple of words on Juve. I mean, look... Uh, I mean, I don't care because, again, <laughs> I cover Roma. Um, I, I mean, I, if you expect me to have any sympathy for any club in regards to injuries, you just... You, no, you I know, don't. You're not I, going to hear I understand them. that. I understand what, that. What you, I mean, okay, yeah, great. Bonucci injured. Okay, fantastic. Um, I, I guess I'm just intrigued by these uh, these rumors of uh, Milik coming back to Serie A linked Look, with you. the thing but, with the injuries, just quickly touching on that, when someone at Leonardo Bonucci's age gets injured, I, I think that's when that's when the injuries come. So I'm not too surprised about that. But it's the it's all the other stuff. It's it's the Di Maria. We I knew he was injured and yet I played him. It's Paul Pogba. We knew he had this meniscus injury, but we still signed him and we didn't. You know what I mean? Like it's I don't know. It's so much J medical as it's why are you making these weird decisions? And if you know they're injured, then why aren't you planning better? You know, it's, yeah, I don't know I if mean, it's... I, again, I'm not going to comment. Roma signed Rick Karsdorp with a torn ACL. I, yeah, I mean, I can't, <laughs> that's that's yeah, fair enough. But my, my point is this. I'm not I'm not sure how much of this is, this is Allegri's training methods now. Because I've always, you know, you know, I like Allegri's style of football. But I'm starting to think this guy, he may be, he, what he needs to update is how he trains and how he prepares for games. Because that seems more archaic than his football based on just based on the last year that he's been there and the strange thing i mean who goes out in the media and says that i knew that di maria, di maria was injured but i played him anyway i mean what what's the matter with you why would yeah. you do that why would you do that it makes very, no sense yeah very weird very but weird. the league thing that's dividing them that that is dividing them and i understand that because okay memphis Depay is not my favorite player but i I'd, I'd rather have him than milik and I understand that he's asking for the moon, and maybe this is just a tactic. But Arik Milik, um, I was never his biggest fan, so to speak. And for me, I think then like they're clearly just bringing in a backup. Then they. Well, I gonna... was always a fan of him until he became the be- uh, bionic bionic man. Yeah. We, I, you know, um, I mean, I've torn both ACLs, and I think this guy makes me look, you know. <laughs> Uh, relatively strong in the knee. <laughs> I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's three times he's torn ACL. I think so, which is crazy. It, which it's, is crazy. It's, it's absolutely um, insane. All right, but well... It's a, stra- it's a strange move. I, I wonder, I mean, they're saying that it's close or whatever, but we'll see. I mean, I wonder if this is not just a tactic to get Memphis Depay to lower his wages. Well, that could be the case. Let's move on very quickly. Sassuolo. Berardi, Berardi, Berardi. Berardi, indeed. So, um, um, I mean, they this... are in a very weird spot, Sassuolo, because if we remember, do, do you remember? Okay, I know we have to go back in time and put on, mm-hmm. um, uh, we have to go back, way back to like, when was it? 13, 14, 14, 15, something like that. Whenever mm-hmm. you save your defense, go got the boot and then they brought him back and he somehow saved them. Yeah. It was in that season where Berardi basically carried them himself. Yeah, he's going to have to do that again this season. I yeah, think. he is. He is. Um, um, it's quite clear that he's going to. I think it's after Raspadori and Scamacca leaving, um, and obviously Locatelli the season before that. Um, and by the way, Fratesi is still possible. He is pushing, 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 and with Vinaldum getting injured now at Roma, um, I I envision 
Beperiso, his his agent, is going to push even harder. I think Although, so as well. I was going to ask you. We were going to talk about that. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, but just we, quickly we, we, about just to talk just to solo. I mean, if we're talking favorite Serie A goals ever, I mean, it's an absolutely stunning goal he does, Berardi. But I think you know, since we're a little bit older, um, you know, what are we, you know, favorite Serie A goals of all time? Where does this rank? I mean, I, I don't think this quite cracks the top ten. No, uh, no, after, but it's still good. after the millennium, but it's, it's a good. stunning goal. It's an absolutely stunning goal, and it's definitely. I mean, the, the skill. I mean, it's it's everything that Berardi when he's at his best. I mean, nobody's ever doubted his ability to be at this highest level. It's the consistency at which he does it. It's he's far a lifer, too... right? Do we agree? He he he's just going to stay there. You know, I think he should. Every time we read of Milan, Inter, Rome. I, don't, I want Juve. him to stay there. I want him yes. to stay there. I want him to stay there. I, I think it's a beautiful. You know these. These bandiere at the provinciali clubs. Toto di Natale. Toto di Natale, exactly. You know, it's, it was a beautiful thing. And Udinese were great under him. And it was nice to see him. And he became the best, you know, he wrote history there. He was loved there. And I, I think it's beautiful that Domenico Berardi is at Sassuolo. He's happy there. You know, he, he, he likes the club. They like him. You know, he, okay, he had a bit, you know, he has a temper and he can't control himself, as we saw uh, in, the social, in social media after they lost in the derby, um, where he wanted to pick a fight with, I think everyone. Yes. Um, but um but yeah, Which no, is a I mean bold he, move because he, he's not very big, but I yeah. I have I have gotten yeah. Anyway. Is, 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 how how big is he though? Like how tall I is mean, he? he's um you know uh, height wise, uh, uh, I don't know what is he. Uh let's Google this very quickly yeah. because No, because I mean I'm thinking it's not I mean he's not in senior uh, short, one, is he? one one point eight meters. Yeah, so. that's that's pretty average though. It's not Napoleon yeah. complex then. Well in I mean in Italy, that's uh, that probably qualifies as giant. But but anyway, it's not so Again, if the bottom of the Serie I wasn't so crap, I, I would yeah. actually be genuinely worried for mm-hmm. them. Uh, I, I just don't. It's difficult for me to see what the actual plan is because we, you know, we 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 generally associate them with finding these talents and, yeah. and you developing know, them, uh, developing them, selling them all, but yeah. them. Your boy, Pinamonti, mm. I, I just don't get it. I don't see My it. My boy, listen, you're talking to someone who thinks that he his ceiling is at most at a Fiorentina, Lazio, at most. A Europa League at maybe a Champions League. Like maybe when he really, really peaks, he can he can maybe score 20, 25 goals. And oh, but, but, oh, if that happens, if anyone here needs a kidney, I will give it to you. There's <laughs> no way... Although just, he did do it, he, he he did do it at Empoli. How many did he have last? Season? I think it was Nine? ten or eleven or something. Uh, something. Well, we, we know who the manager was last season, yeah. so that's not exactly a surprise. Um, I just I, I I don't see it with him. No, I don't see it either. For me, him and Sebastiano Esposito. A lot of Inter fans don't like when I say this, but to me, I yeah, I just Esposito don't see the greatness. I no, I think they're mediocre players. I don't think they suck. I just don't think nah. they are Inter level players. I don't think they are. Players at the level where that they think they are, and, and inter, some Inter fans maybe hope that they are. I think they're good players. I think they are, like I said, Europa League club standard level players. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, I just don't see the greatness. And I, and I, I saw after the game, uh, their coach Sassuolo saying, "Well, we, we know we got to give him time, and that's fair. That's great." But I, I don't, I don't, I'll be very surprised if he scores double figures this season. I mean, I'll be shocked. Um, I mean, the only thing that I love is their midfield. I mean, beyond yeah. Fratesi, Lopez, man, is a guy that I'm... And I Maxim mean, Lopez anyone. is somebody who, who Carlo so absolutely good. waxes, like, over. I, but I, yeah, I... I, I think he's... This is the thing with, with him. I think Maxim Lopez is a decent player, but I think it looks more prettier than it actually is, if you know what I mean. I think it, he's very elegant on the ball, but I don't think he's a fantastic... I mean, Traore, of course, they've got as well. No, I, I think they're you know they're a mid-table side. We understand that, and this is a little bit of a transition year after losing two important players. And like you said, Berardi's going to carry them. Um, he's, he's yeah, the he's captain. going to have to. Yeah, I, I just don't to. see where the goals come from beyond no, him. No, um, no. maybe maybe I think Pinamonti will score eight or nine goals. I think Berardi will score ten to fifteen. And He'll then, be ten and ten, just like he was last. Exactly, season. that's, what he, that's, what, which, he that's which, what he does. That's what he does. Which I mean, 
when all is said and done, that will be at least 25% uh, of the goals he'll be responsible for, probably more, 33%. But if, but if we go back to just Berardi's and beautiful, I mean, the, the, the most beautiful Serie A goals we... I mean, I like to divide football in obviously different areas. I, I, I mean, after the millennium, um, I think Teo's Hernandez coast-to-coast goal last season, I think Maicon's goal against Juve during the treble season... When he, I mean, there's so many, uh, and and one of my absolutely most favorite goals is one that was scored by Osvaldo at Roma, which was chalked off for offside when it wasn't. Oh, the one against Bologna. I mean, I was there it was, it, it was, uh, you know, the bicycle. Minus twenty five Celsius. I will never get over that because that was the only thing worth a damn. Yeah, uh, but what a goal that was. I mean, to me, I, I still count that because it it was wrong it to chalk it off, but it was stunning. Um, Osvaldo, man. I, what a crazy... You talk about crazy players. I still remember, <laughs> oh my God, so distinctively, uh, in wonderful Veneto at the time, it was Boxing Day when mm. he was with Southampton and he scored that unbelievable mm. goal. I, I think one of like two that he scored. Yeah. Love the guy. Absolutely mad. But anyway. Yeah, off his, off his rocker. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well, speaking of mad, that's a good good transition. A chair to be going to Inkdad. <laughs> I mean, this is, again, one of those moves where uh, generally, maybe two years ago, you look, most would view it more favorable for, you know, for now. I have I'm no problems like, with this. I said in okay, March great. and April, I was talking to some friends and I said, I wouldn't, I have no problem with Francesco Acerbi replacing Andrea Ranocchia at Inter. And that's what he's doing. He's the fourth, he's a backup central defender. He comes to a team. Uh, playing a formation in a football under a coach. I mean, he he's able to well. move. That's that's already an upgrade. <laughs> exactly. But, but, did you see Ranocchia yesterday? Yeah. He got injured, the poor guy. I, yeah. I, I mean, and that's serious too. Stroppa, Stroppa said after the game that Ranocchia told me this is that it's a serious injury. So, well, that's what happens when you go from the guy not playing in five years to you know starting him and playing in ninety and, uh, minutes. Yeah, in 34, 30, age 33, 34 as well. I mean, that's when the injuries start coming. But no, I, I I have no problems with this move um, because it, especially given that the formula of it is going to be a loan with an option to buy, which Inter will never activate. Um, so so it's just a tra- to have the guy as a backup playing for Simone Inzaghi, a coach he knows really well, where they had his, I mean, he became a national team player under Simone Inzaghi. Let's not forget that. He was part of the team that won the Euros, if I'm not mistaken, right? So yes, he was in the squad. So so I mean, he will do a job. He will do a decent job for Inter as a backup, um, and and that's that's all he has to do. And and I don't. I mean, it's not. I don't understand the panic over this at all. He's the kind of guy that you can play and will be effective. Yeah, against sixteen. He's okay, playing. He's going to play against one teams in Serie. He's going to play against Cremonese. I mean, right. at home. Uh, he's going to play against Lecce at home. I mean, you know, I, I no, I have no issues with this. Um, yeah. None. Well, hold on, because this is the perfect transition. I can't let you go further because we have to talk about one of the most <laughs> random transfers. This is the kind of transfer that you would see happen, okay, in your FIFA or football manager save. Mm. That is so. It's, it, it's, it's very it's like random. Only, That's a really only, good description of it. Only a simulation. Can configure this type of operation, but no, 2022 we have achieved it. We have achieved peak Serie A. Untiti is going. Let me, I, I have to. I have to just bring it up on my screen so I read it correctly. Otherwise, it, just the fact that it's in my head, I can't even verbalize it correctly. Untiti is going from Barcelona to Lecce. I am lost for words. I don't know whether this is the dumbest thing or the smartest thing because you can make the case either way to me. You can tell me that this will be a, a, a unearthed treasure for Lecce. He becomes a, a steady presence. He refines his form. They bring him in for virtually nothing. No well, this is the thing. I was just going to say... The, the formula of the deal is the best part of it, and this is right. why I'm why I was waxing and ran, you know, wax, you know, ranting and raving about what a fantastic sporting director Pantaleo Corvino is. Apparently, he's going to join Lecce, and Barcelona are paying his entire wages. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is just again, 
fantastic. I mean, this is a this is a fantastic signing for Lecce. Lecce are already difficult to break down. Umtiti, when fit, is a great defender. Um, but that's that's the caveat. But, but when fit, yeah, when, <laughs> when fit, fit, you have to go back five to seven fit. years. So so that's why it just makes it so fantastic that Lecce, if they manage to bring this guy in for however many million euros on a on a paid loan, and Barcelona pay his wages, that's just unbelievable. Um, I, I can just see now his face when you go from Barcelona to 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 Lecce, and he ste- he steps foot into that stadium. I, well, that's the I, thing. I, I He's so injury prone, and he has to play on that want. potato farm. Like that's what I'm thinking. I, I think it's a good move, but I, I wonder. I, I I worry for his health playing on that pitch, or maybe they just play him in the away game. I worry for everybody's health on that pitch. Yeah, but yes, yes, I do because it's horrible. So I'm thinking maybe they just play him in the away games or something because oh his gosh. body can't handle that pitch. It just, it looks atrocious. And, 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 and I, and I mean, all jokes aside, I, I mean, if he can stay fit, Lecce, their stock of, I, I had them kind of being in the relegation battle, but kind of surviving. I haven't decided yet. Cause you know how I do. I always like to wait for the Mercato at the end before making my predictions. But when do you think the last time, how many years has it been? I'll, I'll give you a, a okay. quick quiz and for everybody else listening <laughs> this is our our test of the day when was the last time and don't cheat okay don't I'm not, cheat. I'm we're not. going to have fun when do you th- how many years has it been since he made at least 20 appearances Oof. in a season if you just had to guess if i had to guess i'd say 17 18 you that's correct you is bastard. it okay yes i didn't i swear to god I didn't cheat. 25 I swear to god. um yeah, so seven, league appearance 1718 yeah last season one the, the season before that 13 before that in 2019 2020 13 2018 2019 14 2017 2018 25 so it's uh, it's been a little bit of time it's been a while i have my doubts but again it's it's no risk to them so really who cares no, it's okay. not, especially with, uh, I mean, again, Pantaleo Corvino doing Pantaleo Corvino things. Um, this is, uh, you know, he's he's going to, if they get him and they can keep him fit, then, then this absolutely raises by several, maybe double-digit percentage-wise in, in, in Lecce's ability to stay up. Because Lecce are mm-hmm. a difficult team to break down. I mean, I watch Serie B, as you all know, and get ripped for it on this podcast by Carlo and yourself. Um, and they're diff- they were a very difficult side to break down. If a fit umtiti hardly makes it makes them less, uh, you know, difficult to break down. So, no, I, I like it. I really, really like it. All right, we just a couple of other things from this past weekend. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it because it was Torino Lazio zero to zero well, I, just gotta say one thing, zero, zero. I just gotta say one thing i just gotta say one thing just a couple of comments torino lazio i was expecting I'm, I'm, i was expecting not maybe free-flowing attacking football but i was expecting a little bit more of an open game but the fact that i didn't see that i think is a really good thing for lazio lazio are looking lo and behold you know the earth is not you know i, I don't know if, if if what's happening now but lazio are looking defensively really solid they really, really are, and to do that well, against, again, I mean, and your boy Patrick, yeah. in the middle of the yeah, he's the, he, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm you gonna, have I might him into existence. Yeah, into becoming I might, I might have to eat my own words on that because next no, to he us, sucks. Come on, let's be serious. <laughs> no, but I mean, if he's gonna play like this, um, and and I think Romagnoli. I mean, we all knew that Romagnoli at Lazio would be a good thing. I mean, he's a he's a Lazio person through and through, and he's a player. He's he's you know he's not very quick, but he's. He's good with um, he's good with the ball. I think Lazzari, Marusic, Romagnoli, Patrick. That's a decent Serie A um, defense. And with Provedel in goal, um, obviously they bought another goalkeeper, but he was not allowed because he got himself sent off. And then you have Casale. No, they're looking str- they're looking stable um, defensively. Mm. And Vecino was decent. Cataldi looked all right. Milinko Itzavic is always good. No, Lazio are, are, are finding defensive stability under Sarri, and we know that he can play attacking football. So once he gets this sorted, and they can, he can, he can find the right balance. Watch out for Lazio; they're going to be a tricky side. 
Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the Rome Derby. I know you not as much. No, none of you guys who support the Rome clubs look forward to the Derby because it's just anxiety and panic. And, and Right. And, but, well, but I'm looking forward to the Rome Derby like hell. One of the, listen, these other <laughs> matches, man, I, I, I just think it highlighted how uh, some of the problems of these lower sides, you mm. know, Bologna, Verona. But that's something your, I want to talk about. Again, your boy Orsolini. Yes. Had his, had Unlucky a, Orsolini. Unlucky had Orsolini. Had a wonderful, he had a wonderful <laughs> evening. A wonderful evening. He was, he, he, got, he got himself, he was unlucky. He got a goal disallowed by the VAR and then he got himself sent off. Yes. Um, and it's it's like it's one of those things where you feel bad for the guy. But we have to say two things from this game that I take away the most is is Arnatovic scores again, um, which is interesting uh, because Manchester United canceled him or their fans canceled him. And I think he actually would have might have done something decent for them, even though maybe he's not he's, he's never I, in my opinion, he's not of the quality to play at Manchester United, but he scores again. And they and and Hellas win a point, and why why is that important? Because their coach they need every point they can yeah, get. Yeah, Gabriele Choffi is already on thin ice. There's he already sucks. talks of him he being, sucks. and I'm not his He's biggest so fan. Bad. But so, I wonder how much he can do with this team if they. I mean, it seems that Barak is being sold to Fiorentina. Fiorentina, yes. Um, I mean, I mean Faraoni's injury. Is... We don't know. How, I mean, I've not seen how how serious it is. He's their captain, and he, you know, he's. Is going to be very important for them, but it's I'm I worry. I mean, if if they also get rid of Ilich as well, I want. I mean, what are the, what's happening? I, I don't know. What is the idea? What's the plan here? And well, if, I don't if, understand. How is it that you sell? Okay, Cholo Simeone. You 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 essentially hit what is more or less like the lottery with yeah. him okay yeah he's struggling for the previous two seasons he made a big move to Cagliari. it doesn't work out you get him on loan he explodes he absolutely explodes okay you want to sell him that's fine no problem how do you not have two to three guys already lined up ready to come in maybe you get a young guy maybe you also get another guy who is a veteran of the city ready to contribute right away i this is why this operation right there and the way they are uh, the way they are handling things is why I love when certain clubs just go under because it's they don't deserve any sort of credit attention the fact that again Simeone it, and that's on top of the Tudor thing for me I don't know the guy you, you decide for some reason or another to appoint Eusebio Di Francesco. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were in a coma for the previous three years. I don't know. Okay, you appoint him. That's fine. You don't score a single goal under him. Then you appoint Tudor in his first match. He scores three against Roma. You win at home. And he goes and you finish 10th, if I'm not mistaken. 9th, 10th. And you're telling me you think you are above paying him a higher wage because you because you think he's asking too much? You are Hellas Verona. You are crap. You you deserve to go down. I do think, again, if there weren't so many other crappy teams, it would be a certainty to go down. I don't know about you, man. I, I just don't see what is the direction here. What, I don't understand like, what Seti is doing. What is the point? I mean, getting rid of all those players that they're getting rid of. I understand you want you need to cash in to balance the books, but it's not exactly like they had the highest wage bill ever. And and I understand that, you know, obviously COVID hit really harder for the smaller clubs the most. I get all of that. But at the same time, this feels like a controlled demolition. This feels like a controlled um, deconstruction and that he's preparing for Serie B. So stupid. I don't get it. I think it's such a shame because Hellas are a classic Serie A team and Verona's a big city. And the, Hellas are the classic team of Verona. Kiev was like just, this, this, they, they were just the anomaly. They were the local yeah, side. thing that came about in the 90s. Yeah, Anybody, because it was so, you know, they had a good owner and they had a good sporting director and they built something sustainable and interesting. But it's essentially like, a, like your local neighborhood team, Kiev. Hellas is the team of Verona. And and we need. I mean, it's it's good for them to. We want the Serie A to have the big, you know, the classic teams up. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I th- I'm with you on that. I don't have them definitely going down, but I have them thereabouts. And I don't know what sacking Choffi um, would is is exactly what the issue is. I think the issue is more. Well, what do you what do you want to, if you sell all those players and you don't replace them properly? 
what, what do you expect is going to happen? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I truly do not understand it. Um, I also don't understand with uh, Musa Baro at Bologna what in the world is going on there because he went from being mm. a breakout sensation, in my yeah. opinion, who, who appeared ready to make the jump to, a, to the next step to a bigger club. Now, I don't know, man. You know how it is with me, huh? Mm. With these guys. Uh, no, Orsolini last season was, was on a shit list. Borrow must be on a shit list now. Um, you know, you 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 piss me off. It takes a while to get back into his But it's so weird grace. with him because it's like he's he, he 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 thinks that he's such a smarter coach than he is. And, yeah, you know, he, he really thinks that he was as good, a, he is as good a coach as he was a player. And he's not. He's, he's, he doesn't, he can't carry it. He can, he can talk the talk, but he can't walk it. And again, this ridiculous rotation, he did it with Swanberg, who was there for years. I mean, who, who managed to develop despite him, in spite of Miha. The guy scores one goal as one assist, gets always removed and taken off in the 70th minute, and then is on the bench the next game. I mean, why, what are you, what are you trying to do here? It's um, so it's not, like, what are you say, what are you rotating for? You only have the Coppa Italia and the Serie A to play. And you right. brought, you, I mean, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? So <laughs> it, he keeps right. doing these things. And and it's, I, I still think that I like the talent pool that Bologna have, but I don't so do think. I? No, I, I know you do. And, and we, but I don't think he's good enough. I, I wanted to see Vincenzo Italiano there. Obviously he went to Fiorentina, but I would have loved to have seen him there with the players they have. I think he could, he could, he could have unleashed and unlocked talent a little bit there. But obviously, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know they can't sack a guy because he, you know, he has you know cancer. I mean, it's it's a it's not a good look, um, right? And they right. want to rally around him, so I get that. But I, I have always had my questions marks around his this guy's ability as a coach. Yeah, not well, you mentioned Dzerbi. I mean, I, I, I yeah, think why not him? Well, perfectly built for that. Yeah, just just by the way they they play football, or I should say the the players they have in the squad and their ability to play football. Mm. I think that Serbi would be a perfect fit for them. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, Before we move, I wanted to ask you about Vinaldo and the injury. Oh, what is, I'll get what's, to that what's later happening? on. But, 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 but yeah, so so he broke his, uh, fractures his tibia. Uh, Roma told us yesterday he was going to undergo surgery today. And then they tell us this morning uh, they are, uh, he's going to get further evaluations. I think... Roma will dip into the market now. Um, one guy I would keep an eye on is uh, Florian Grivich, who was with yeah. um, uh, playing in Germany. Yeah, free transfer, if I'm not mistaken. Free transfer. He's still available. Um, a guy that they held talks with uh, last year. But um, ultimately, ultimately, Hoffenheim decided they wanted to keep keep him for the remainder of the season. Um, he's still out there. Very weird that some of these free agent guys, uh, high quality ones, by the way, are still. Well, we there. know why with him because his his uh, family are also his agents, and they're asking for a giant commission because he was Correct. on his way to Fiorentina as Nicolò Misul told us, but they pulled out after the insane, you know, the ridiculous. Correct. Which, which listen, when when it's a free transfer, every club knows that you're going to have to pay a huge commission. That's not. Uh, I mean, that's not um, uncommon. Mm. However, no, it's not. Yes, but there are his, limits. His there are limits. A particularly high one that was unsustainable. Yeah. Um. With Vinaldum though, it's a big loss in my opinion. Of course. I mean, I, 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 I don't know how this impacts them. You know, if they end up finishing fifth, doesn't it, you know? Mm. If they had Vinaldum, doesn't mean they wouldn't yeah. finish third. I don't think so. However, no. I, I, I do think the dynamism that he brings to the team. Again, he can play in so many different formations. He allows them a flexibility that no other midfielder in the team. But he's also a winner. Him. Like yes. he has experience, and, yes. and he's won the biggest tight trophies in in European football, and he knows what it takes. And so, I think that's that's the kind of thing that. Um, yeah, and, and lastly, too, um, he's had a really positive um, impact in the dressing room exactly. because Mourinho said so as much today, didn't he? He yeah, I mean, did you see been... his post on social media? Because people in, because I mean, Roma is is funny that way. The, well, they're the... beating up the guy who uh, yeah, who injured Felix, him, Felix. Yeah, yeah. Felix. Um, now, now, uh, Jose Mourinho is saying anybody who uh, is blaming Felix or saying it was his fault is scum. 
Literally, um, that's what he says. You, you, your feces. I think feces yeah, now, was the word he used. <laughs> here's the thing. It, it was Felix who injured him. So uh, Jose Mourinho understandably, understandably is trying to take some pressure off of him. But it, but it was Felix yeah. and Jose Mourinho. But this happened. We can't blame players for doing yeah, their but, jobs in training. Come on, guys. Yeah, I, um, I mean, you know, uh, the, my kids, they leave toys out on the floor. I'm too tall. I don't see them. <laughs> Two days ago, I slipped. I fall down the stairs. I convinced I broke my elbow. I, I mean, what am I going to do? They, they, that's what they do. It's football. You're going to get hurt in it. Um, you know, it could but, happen. But I saw something the... that made me ha- made me laugh a lot. Um, it was obviously Roma. Roma's fan base and Roma Twitter is the best. Like it's for entertainment. There's nothing like it. Um, in ta- the Italian one, especially. Um, and uh, they they had. I think it was the video and audio sent to you. Um, WhatsApp messages sent to you. By from a certain Marco Violi, Marco. <laughs> from Marco Violi, that yes, was being shared. The how Roma were treating, uh, were talking. You are a shit. You are a. You are a. You shit. are an idiot. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. Say una merda umana. I don't know why I laugh so much at that. That is my favorite Italian insult of all time. Now say una merda the umana. The best is when he says. Um, <laughs> When Marco was telling me that I can't hide in America from yes, that's coronavirus, <laughs> that was all, that one will never get old. That, that's, Sorry, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's the stuff that's been shared. It's stuff like that, and it's humorous. I, I didn't take it too seriously. No, nobody but should. Nobody no, should. No, it's, but it's funny. It, it, you know, people if they're genuinely abusing this kid, I mean, come on, yeah, come um, on, get over yourself. You know, thirty and forty year olds sending a nineteen year old abuse uh, on social from a media. Country, yeah, I mean, come on, uh, grow up, grown. Grown adults do it, but again, I mean, we can apply that to, to more than just football-related uh, matters. All Absolutely. right. Uh, well, speaking of that, grown adults, uh, perfect transition to uh, Baggio of the week, and then a very good prime face of the week. Let's get to those now. Okay, <laughs> I want to start out with the prime face of the okay. week. We're doing it in reverse. I've got two. I mean, <laughs> well, the one that I'm talking of, Goldbridge, man. This, is the, I mean. It's the the this guy uh, is is um he's apparently a YouTuber. I had no idea who this guy was until like last week. I yeah. don't know who he is. I, I think he's yeah, like a YouTuber. I, can add. I think people understand what I mean when I just say yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a YouTuber from what I understand. He's um he's um he's yeah, a one man band. He's Arsenal fan TV just in solo form. It's listen. Non- it's it's this nonstant stuff about about Milinkovic Savic. I'll say it again. Milinkovic Savic and Rabio makes no sense. As a midfield two, they're too similar. What? That's one. Um, and then the other one about is, you know, I think the one that really was was the best one. I can't remember what it was. It was recently he said that they're over that they're that United are going to overspend on Milinkovic Savic. No, you're not. You're getting the best midfielder in the Serie A. You're getting one of the best midfielders in Europe and and the Serie A. Like, what are you talking about? Like you, you clearly yeah. have not watched this guy. He had some gems too on uh, Arnautovic from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, this guy sucks. Blah 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 blah. Well, yes, he may be sixty nine years of age, but he's better than just about everything you have in the squad as current. So I. It's not even know, close. I mean, even when he's injured, he'd be their best midfielder. You know, even when he's ingesting some of those substances that he's been rumored to do, uh, because we know he's a fan of the nightlife, he's still better than what they have. So I, I, I don't get where he thinks uh, United are above bringing a guy like him. Who are the other ones? Because I did not see these, so these are new to me. The ones. Well, it's that you're kind of it's my it's Darren Bent and Michael Dawson on Sky Sport UK, and they're they're talking about Casemiro. And the way that they're talking about Casemiro is that they should have bought Declan Rice instead. They should spend, United should have spent, instead of spending 70 million on on, uh, Casemiro, they should have got Declan Rice instead. And it's like, are you serious? It's, and and the, the funny thing is that, okay, if you want to say for the future, I get it, because, I mean, you know, he's pushing 30, Casemiro, I get all that. He's at the twilight of his of his career, Declan Rice is in the beginning. I understand if you want to think, like, okay, that, that's a fair argument. But to say that, you know, instead of paying 70 million there, pay 100 million for Declan Rice. Uh, he's never even played in the Champions League. Casemiro's won five. Like, right. what? Well, it, it's, it's so bizarre. 
And it's the former Spurs defender, Michael Dawson and Darren Bent, who are like just pushing this narrative. And and Paul Merson is looking at them saying, wondering, like, you know, I, I, I stopped drinking and taking drugs 20 years ago. Is this like a chemical flashback? Like the, the, he, right in that moment when they say this, the expression on Paul Merson's face, we are all Paul, Paul Merson there. And it, it was so embarrassing that I saw lots of United fans, even themselves, saying, this is embarrassing. What are you talking about? It's 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 just this. This is like the peak prem facery, you know. When remember when Micah Richards said that he thought Karim Benzema, you know, now he he can't, you know, he can't hold a candle to Harry Kane, or, or and now he's starting to understand the greatness of Benzema. You know, congratulations, five Champions Leagues later. But it's just silly. It's just silly. And again, I feel bad for Declan Rice because he's not asked to be put in this situation. Again, he he's being put. He's becoming a, a subject and a topic. Of, 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 of a conversation that he's not asked to be. I, I can yeah. promise you that if you were to ask Declan Rice, who if he thinks, you know, he's be- if, if he's better than, than Casemiro, I think he would say, well, no, I don't think I'm at that level yet. Because he looks at his own CV and he looks at Casemiro. Casemiro won the Champions League a few months ago. Like, come on. I mean, again, I understand if the argument is, well, you know, Declan Rice, you can build around because he's younger, blah, blah, blah. But to slate off Casemiro and saying he's going to be a flop uh, because he's not playing, basically it's understood, you know, it's implied that he's not played in the Premier League and he, can, he, can, he, can he do it on a rainy night in Stoke kind of nonsense stuff. And it's just, it's just so cringy. Yeah, I always have to remind myself that Michael Richards, if uh, anybody remembers, he played at Fiorentina. I don't even know what his appearances he made, but I have a hard time believing it was more than five to ten. I, I don't know what the exact number was, but I remember he got injured and then it was uh, uh, back to usual with him because mm. I, if I remember correctly, he went there to, to kind of find himself again. Okay, um, Banjo of the week. Well, we've already mentioned them length both of them i yes. can't choose between kvaradona as the ne- yeah. neapolitans are calling him because no no pressure there um and berardi i can't choose between them i think yeah that, we'll, we'll, we'll nominate them both yeah, so sure. that's who that's who we're going with okay what do I, I believe that's it we have some mid um we have some midweek football coming mm-hmm. today we well, well let yeah, me rephrase it's, it's today we have juve playing we have Santorum. roma playing and then we get into uh, match day three on Friday. We have, we're lots, yeah. but we're gonna, but we will be back before then because we'll be doing a Tuesday show. The questions from our Correct. from our listeners for all for our patrons only uh, for our patrons, also, yes. And yeah. again, patreoncom tifp And then we will discuss all of the midweek as well as the again Roma, Cremonese, Sampdoria, Juventus, uh, who play uh, tonight. We will discuss them as well on the Thursday show. And then, again, preview all of the stuff coming on Friday. Um, and the weekend. Get, yeah. And, and we that's going to be an interesting that. one. Because Ro- yeah, Lazio, Inter, whole, yeah. Juve, Roma. Um, We're getting into Fiorentina, it. Even Fiorentina, Napoli. Um, even though Fiorentina, I, again, for the neutral, there was, uh, you know, sending out all some apologies from this past weekend. Just not very pretty. No, but we get three little tit- tidbits already. We get Lazio Inter. We get, I mean, Juve Roma after what happened last year. Both of those games were explosive. I'm expecting complete chaos in that game. I, I just mean, want Roma Mourinho to win. Mourinho at the Juve Stadium is just right, in and of itself. I'm, I'm convinced if Roma were to win that, he would pull down his pants. He <laughs> would do something. Yeah, yeah he would the, do something. The, um, yeah, give it to the Juventini, which yeah. I, I, I no, would adore. It's, it's really three tidbits. You got Inter, Lazio Inter on the Friday, you got Juve Roma on the Saturday, and then you got Fiorentina Napoli on the Sunday. So, yeah, Fiorentina. We'll have to see. Um, I, I'm still trying to figure out Fiorentina if they're crap or not. Um, I, I just I, these ups and downs. It kind of just goes to everything we've seen from them in these last years. Hmm. But we'll see. We'll we'll discuss that on Thursday. Yes, we will get into that Thursday. All right, everybody. We will leave it there. Again, we will come back for our patrons with the questions episode. We'll talk to you again Thursday, and then back next week for the regular review episode if you could please leave us a five-star review i know you get asked that uh, in just about every piece of uh, a, a, a digital content that you devour and you, it just much like a call from your mother or an email from 
you know, the, the, the utilities or your landlord, you just yes, browse through 95% of it. You don't even consider answering or replying. First off, your mother raised you. Just answer her call. Exactly. She loves you. Answer Guilt. the phone. Yes, answer the phone. Okay. But secondly, I know you get asked this, but if you could please leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening to us, Apple, Spotify, wherever, it genuinely does help us. Yeah. And again, yes. it I, I I hate even having to say the words because it you know it sounds like I'm I'm trying to sell you some uh, you know some of the the bangs ball portion out of my, oh, God, my suitcase go. okay but that's that's not what i'm doing but it does help us grow helps get the word out all of that stuff that you, you already know what it does and we feel like schmucks for even asking but we genuinely would appreciate it so we will leave it there chat with you again tomorrow in a couple of, well tomorrow for, for patrons tomorrow yes patrons but tomorrow. we will chat with everybody soon uh lots of good football being played tonight later this week. So plenty coming from us. Chat with you in a few days. Bye-bye.